I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something. Hey, what's going on, peeps? Welcome to Gap Cell Keenan number 34. You know what Gap Sign's all about? I know you do. This is where a real live salesperson tries to sell me their product or service. And if they can find a problem that we have here at a sales guy that I have, we'll buy. But if not, they have to allow themselves to be coached live in front of all y'all. So I'm excited about our guest today. Um, very excited. So let me bring her in and we'll give you a little background um, on Marianne first. So welcome, Marianne. Glad to have you. Hey, it's good to be here, Keenan. Thank you. Thank you. So everybody, I want to tell you, I learned this about Marianne just sitting in the green room before he came on. So Marianne is super impressive. She is deaf. And so she is using a a Bluetooth tool and reading my lips. So I got to not do this so that she can follow along. But I am damn impressed. I didn't go too far into her story, but she's got a pretty cool story. So I'm thrilled to have her here. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you. Let me just tell you the superpowers being deaf, because if you're not deaf, then you really don't pay attention that much. People always say to me, hey, you really look at me when uh, when you talk. You seem really interested. And I'm going, I can't hear you. You know, that's part of the problem. God's sake. All right. You want to get going on this? Or you yes. So really quickly, I want you to tell me. Hold on. I want to make sure I turn this down. I want you to tell me what it is you sell, you're selling. So I have some background because we were too busy talking about skiing and your amazing accomplishments. Um, and uh, so I have a background and then from there, it's all yours. Okay. But uh, first is a request for you okay? yes. for my, uh, for my learning. When I watch you, I, I see that the mistakes that people make most of the time are around assumptions and also around diagnostic questions. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that's uh, fair? That's, that's fair. what I want you to listen to. Other than, you know, when you're ready to buy, just signal your hand and we'll be good. Okay. We'll be all right with that. Okay. So we've spoken briefly before, uh, and but you, we haven't met in person. And uh, we have 15 minutes to see if I can make your life easier. At Interactive Communications, um, Basically, what I do is I help people sell more faster. Now, I know that there's a lot of companies out there, and you know they're out there. Miller Hyman's out there, Spins out there, Challengers out there, Snaps out there, right? Snaps out there. Shout out to Jill. <laughs> I know to Jill. Yes, yeah, yeah she's awesome. Uh, here's the problem, because I stand. Uh, you know, I do sales training, and consulting, and coaching. I do what you do. A little differently. I'm not going to say better. I'm going to say maybe complimentary. Okay. But we'll see. And uh, so that's what may be on the table in terms of trying to help you sell more, faster. And more more than that, I think, Keenan, is really to make your life easier. Okay. Because you need more time to ski, don't you think? Uh, I could always use more time to ski. (laughs) Okay. So the problem with a lot of these um, that, that I see out there with a lot of these kinds of different sales uh, 
processes, and that's what they are, a little spin on everything else, is that the better ones are hard to execute. And I think you yourself have said that only about 20% of the people can execute your gap selling. You actually did say that. You're looking like it doesn't that, that doesn't resonate with you. But that was a number I heard. Is that fair? I think it flip it. 20% never can. Can. Can't. 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 20% never will be able to. And it, look, that's just pulling a number out of the sky. I have no data to support that. Okay. But when I, when I, all the trainings we've done, there's always, you know, two or three people in the class out of every 10 that just, you can just see, they just don't have the cognitive um, ability. They don't have the um, critical thinking skills, et cetera. The other 80%, they can do it in varying levels. Okay. I wouldn't have a very good business if only 20% of people could gap sell because then. I, I was going to say, you got an opportunity that it just goes, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what your clients want from you is the ability for as many of their salespeople as possible to really get their arms around it because that's what's going to be increasing their sales. And also for you, it's going to give you the reputation that's different than, you know, when I walk in a classroom sometimes, I'll go, you know, so what kind of sales training have you guys had? And they go, well, well I had spin. And I go, okay, so ask me a spin question. And they go, okay. So I don't want that to happen to Gap. I think Gap is really hard. I got the damn book. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know, if nothing else, I'll do a commercial for you, right? I got the book. I read it. I I worked it. And uh, I think it's hard. I think it's excellent. Thank you. And I guess I wonder whether or not um, it's interesting to see if it were easier to implement or would it capture more people? Would you get... Uh, I, I don't know whether that even resonates with you in terms of the implementation and the lasting part of gap that says five years later, I can still gap sell. You think that's an issue for you? Five years later, you, everybody that's in your class is going to be able to continue to do this. What's going to keep them, what's going to keep your reputation where it is right now? Which question are you asking? Which question are you asking? I'm asking, are you concerned at all about the percentage of people that can do gap selling? And, no. Okay. So you're not concerned about that. Okay. Good. You think it's easy to implement? Define implement. Implement meaning uh, to be able to measure whether or not people in an organization are doing gap selling so that once you leave the no, it's not hard. It's not hard to implement, not nope. hard to measure. Nope. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just personally found it hard, but maybe that's because I didn't take your training and I just read the book. Okay. Um, so, you said you want to be in the big leagues with the guys that, that the Miller Hymans and those guys, you want to be up there. That's what your future state is. Do I have that right? Or am I yeah. right? Yep. 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 Well, not Miller Hymans on the decline, but we'll go with that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So what's keeping you from being there right now? Just time, right? Like just 
time. We got to scale. I mean, think about all the trainers there are in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, gaps, I'm gaps on train sales training is one of the most fragmented industries on the planet, right? Yep. I mean, there's just, there's bazillion one-off sales trainers. Then there are a whole bunch of boutique sales training companies. Then yep. you got the big ones like, you know, like um, Sandler or Miller Hyman or Challenger, right? And so it's all over the place, right? So it just takes time. I mean, not many break through and get into that upper level. So I believe we're on the precipice of that, but to execute that, we have to hire, uh, we have to finish our train the trainer, which is gonna come out here in the beginning of 2021. Yeah. We gotta get more people into the field. We've gotta, uh, I mean, it's just it's just time. It's just time. Okay, so you got all, you got all that, and that makes sense. I mean, that, that really does make sense. And my guess is that I just want with the clients that you have to be as effective as possible mm -hmm. uh, and to do that more quickly. And so you want to make that, you know, not it seems to be a lot of heavy lifting. I'm wondering why you never specialized. Specialized in what? Specialized in a particular industry to sell. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Okay, let's go. Let's go on that hell one. Hell no. Hell no. Because it's, it's, it's too narrow. It's too narrow. And I didn't want to get um, branded as the SaaS sales trainer. I don't want to get branded as medical sales training. Uh -uh. And look, I said my entire life that a good salesperson can sell anything and I'm going to die on that sword, right? I'm not going to accidentally reinforce the, the bullshit that too many people believe that I need someone in my industry. When I go to hire a salesperson, they're like, oh, we're in SaaS. I need a SaaS salesperson. What the fuck is a SaaS salesperson? Can we please stop with that? So no, I, no, I just... You know, I'm going to die on that sword. Great salespeople can sell anything. And so we're going to go. I won't disagree with you on that. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that for you to grow your business really quickly. How do you define quickly? So notice what you're doing now. So I got to jump in a little because I wanted to see how far you would go with this. Yeah. Are, and, and I'm going to be, I, I love you and I had a great conversation. But I'm going to be extra hard on you because you're in sales and you're a sales trainer. When you go back, I hope watch, you are. Yeah, I hope you yeah. are. Go All ahead. right. When you go yeah. back and watch this, I want you to watch how much telling you've done. Even in your questions, your questions were telling, asking questions. You made a statement and asked yeah. me to agree or disagree, as opposed to inquiry. You really had this mindset of where you wanted me, and you had this mindset of what you thought was going on, and you were looking to validate that. And I yep. talk about validating questions in the book. Yep. 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 Yeah. I. I don't want. I, I want you to. I want you to think about inquiry and before you figure out what you want to validate, go find out if it exists or go find out what my position is on or go find out what's happening. So I'm not sure you, let me ask the question. I'm going to do, I almost did what I just told you not to do. What, <laughs> what problem were you trying to find? The problem that I was trying to find was that, uh, was really that um, because it's hard to implement you're going to not be able to scale as quickly as possible. I know that you get a lot of good customer satisfaction stuff and all that, all that good stuff, but word of mouth and referrals are the things that uh, shorten your conversion. Okay. Ratio. So why didn't you, okay. So why didn't you ask questions around that? Well, for God's sake, I thought they were around that. And then you just very, that's very specific. Okay, what do you, here you go. So the problem you wanted to find was am I growing fast enough, right? Growing fast enough, yeah. Okay, and and if I'm not, if my growing, and I'm not growing fast enough because it's hard to implement. So, uh, then, so you need to be asking questions first about how fast am I growing? 
Like yeah. you need, like, so first of all, you need to qualify or quantify, am I growing fast enough? Yep. So ask questions. Fast enough? Okay. Define. So I'm going to mess with you and see what you do with this. Yes. Oh, uh, really? Okay. And what's fast enough to you? I can live with that. Um, so we grew, uh, just under a hundred percent last year. Yep. And we were on, we were going to, we had a plan of a hundred, 150% this year, yep. but I think we're going to grow by 10% this year. Right. And during COVID, I call that another hundred <laughs> percent. Right. So if we're going to grow, we're going to grow about 10 to 15% this year, I believe in COVID that's a win. Okay. And, um, and what do you think is, after COVID, what's going to drive your business quickly? Next year, next year we're looking to grow 100% again. 100%. Okay. And what to what do you attribute your growth now? Um, we attribute it to the uh, hiring the sales team, adding an SDR, and again the popularity of the book. Okay. Um. I think you can grow faster than uh, 10%. And I think you could go more than 100%. But I'm just saying that because based on what I see you do, based on what I see your social media presence to be, based on the followers that you have. And I just, uh, my sense is that there may be some ways to tweak some things that you would. Okay, so, okay, so. So it's awfully quiet in here, everybody. I want to see, come on, let's see some comments. Let's see some chatter in here, number one. Number two, everybody, share, please. Let's get a Marianne some love on this. Okay, everybody, so let's get some comments in there. But Marianne, so you, so here's a mistake that a lot of salespeople do, make, right? And they, they do this. They say, I think I can do this for you. I think I can do that for you without yeah. any evidence, yeah. right? So you may be right, but before you can make that claim, you have to know more about what's driving my growth today and what's inhibiting my growth today, right? So you have no idea what's inhibiting my growth. Now you may have some ideas. So what you do is these ideas that you think are inhibiting my growth, because yeah. track me here, right? Track yeah. where I'm going with this. For, and salespeople pay close attention, please. This is a powerful nugget. If you think something, then there has to be a foundation for that thought, right? So if someone says, I think you can grow faster, then if it's a valid point, not saying yours isn't valid, but if it's a valid point, then there has to be a logical thought process that, that um, supports that. And that logical thought press process then must be rooted in what is preventing me from growing, right? If I don't know what's preventing you from me from, if you don't know what's preventing me from growing, you can't say you think I could grow faster. You okay. just don't have the knowledge. So what, what I, what I want to teach you here is I want you to um, think about, okay, these are the things I think might be wrong, or this is why I think he's not going fast enough. Flip those into questions and see if you get the information that validates why you think I can grow faster. Okay. So what's in the way right now of you growing faster besides COVID? I, I personally don't think anything, I mean, other than resources, right? So I have a team of two right now. They have their quota. I'm, I'm hiring two more. Matter of fact, I just had this conversation this morning. So if you guys are interested in working for me, text me. We're going to hire two more people, another AE and SDR to, to start 2021. And that should allow us to, uh, oh, shoot. Whoa. 
if I hire these two people and get them up and going, we'll grow by 150% next year. Okay. And you're happy with that. That's good enough for you. I'm sorry? That's good enough for you. 150%? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think we could handle the growth that much faster. Because if you had 150% growth, I am no longer doing all the trainings. I am no longer involved in the sale. Like, it gets to the point now where we need at least one, if not two more trainers. Yeah. We need, I mean, there's, there's so much infrastructure we would need in that situation that I think would be a mistake to try to grow any faster than that. To grow any faster. Okay. Is it, do you see it as a difficult thing? You got a lot of stuff going on as far as I can see. You got uh, your Gap brand that you're really trying to transform from, uh, from Keenan to Gap, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, get people to get to know you. You also uh, you got your online, your B2C, which is different than B2B. Uh, you got, you want to grow your consulting practice, uh, and then you got your live sales, the corporation's got a lot of stuff. You're hiring people. you got a, a ton of stuff going on. So what is in the way of making that growth easier, given all the goals that you're bouncing? Capital. Capital. Money. Yeah. Well, I got none of that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's like that's that's the biggest challenge, right? So, um, I I am the one hundred percent owner of this. We have taken no outside money. It's completely self funded, and if anybody who's run their own business has learned the and I, I will take on this would be a great debate someday. I will take on any um, uh, SaaS any CEO who's raised money and grown their business to ten million, a hundred million, five hundred million, a billion, a hundred million, and tell you that job is easier than a self-funded um, organic growth company. Yes. It, is so, it is so much more difficult to stay in the center lane. If you go too far to the right, you got too much capital on hand and you're not using it correctly. And so therefore you're not growing fast enough. If you, if you overspend and you move too far to the left, you have you run the risk of actually having a great business and running it into the ground because you got over your head of your skis, you don't have capital to keep going. It is unequivocally, other than raising my three daughters and, and, and being married, uh, or making a marriage work, it is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yep. Absolutely hardest thing I've done is trying to build a company into the tens of millions of dollars organically without a dime from, a, from someone else. It's all based on revenue, drives more business, drives more business. And if you, if you don't predict right, don't forecast right, don't spend right, you screw it up. Right. Okay. So say COVID hangs around a little bit longer, you're going to have a problem in the following year to get to where you want to go, right? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, look, if it hangs around, everybody cuts their spending, then I have a whole shitload of problems that the whole world has. But no, we've been able to navigate through COVID. We made some pivots that were fantastic for us. And, um, um, and that allowed us to do what we're doing. And then things are coming back. We made yeah. some additions from hiring. So we've got a huge pipeline. So no, no. Now, if I hire these two people and I lean too, again, too far over my skis, and yeah. it doesn't work out, then I'm in trouble. So and that's that's that that's what I worry about with you a little bit too far over your skis because I see a lot of stuff going on and now uh, but you know that's it's something maybe for if you're not worried about it I'm good with that too okay we're like 15 20 minutes into this so uh what problem did you find 
I found a problem. You said you wanted money, capital, and I, I, I found out that you want to self-fund. But what I don't know is that is how much of your, uh, your funding and all that stuff comes from advertising and all those other sources. But that's not a problem you can solve. Right, right. So what problem that you can solve did you find? I didn't find one yet. I didn't find one yet other than um, I suspect that you're pulled in a lot of different directions. I also, well, I, I could I could assume, I also assume that, uh, that there are parts of your business that uh, are more fun than others. And running that whole show is hard. That's what you said. It's the most difficult thing yeah. that you could do. It doesn't mean it's a problem. If you could get rid of some of those pieces that are really hard or even things you hate to do. You know, everybody's got stuff they like and stuff they hate. I run my own business, right? Okay. I hate doing accounting. Hate it. Hate it. I don't hate have it. it. So here's another example. So you're about to ask a self-diagnosed question. You're about to say, if you could, everybody, if, if anybody's a salesperson, if you're about to say, if you could fucking punch yourself in the nose, boom. Okay. Because that's a self-diagnosed question. If you could look, you said like so. Here again, train your brain. When you want to say if you could something, to flip the script and say, okay, wait, are you currently doing your accounting? Nope. I have an accountant I've had since the day I started. She does all my accounting. Okay. Are you currently? I'm just making this shit up. Are you currently doing the marketing? Uh, kind of, but nope. We have an outside person, a 1099 person. There's all our ads and this. I have. Um, I do some of it because I enjoy it. Um, um, we're sort of a company that everybody does their piece. We just hired a big company called Chamber Media that just did this drop, this big video that we did, video campaign. They're also doing the ad campaign behind that. Um, then my SDR is brilliant with video, so he's doing all kinds of stuff. So nope, I don't do it myself. What about operations? You're doing that yourself. Nope, I have Brady. She's a genius. She's my yin to my yang and my yang to my yin. So she's got all of that, and I call up and throw shit at her. And my biggest concern is make sure I don't put too much on her. She wants to quit because I she works her ass off, right? So no, like I, I, I don't I don't. There's nothing that I'm um like to do that I or I don't like to do that I'm doing right now because I I'm I do that I get rid of stuff I hire people and get rid of stuff. Okay, so what frustrates the hell out of you in your business right now? I'm not gonna answer that question because that's like that's a fishing expedition. I'm glad you asked it though. Right? Yeah. I'm glad you asked it because again I can help salespeople see that this is the type of question you don't want to ask that because if if I was a busy executive. And you had just asked for 15 minutes of my time and you asked me to tell you what what is most bugging me. It's like, no, I don't have time to just dump my world on you that maybe or maybe not you can help yep. me. Yep. Right. You've got to be much more laser focused. So let's just what do you what are you really good? Like, what are you really, really good at, Marianne? If, if, if you were to work for me, what would you excel at and what would you zero in on if you could pick I anything? I would excel at helping uh, people to adopt gap selling more quickly. And uh, okay, how would you have me do that? So you you go out on client sites and Are you would help them adopt. I could, I could, or I. Could oh, you, wait, 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 you can't say I could. Sorry to interrupt, but I, no, I, you can't say I could because you're trying to convince me to make a decision. So when you say I could, that leaves doubt. And so, well, she, well, she could, but was that what she really needed? Well, to hold do? on, hold on. You're me there. Okay. <laughs> I interrupt everybody, men and women. FYI. I coach salespeople too, and I do exactly the same thing. You know, okay. you let me get in there. I, 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 it, what I'm selling is consulting. 
So I'm selling a service that, as I say, that may be something that you need, but I don't know whether or a problem. Or consulting and service and what? Again, you have to be specific. On consulting services? Yes. I say, I got, you know, so I'm going to make it easier for you. I can provide consulting that makes it easier for people to adopt gap selling. But that doesn't mean I'd be in a classroom. That's mean I would be consulting on how to do that with your new team. You would teach my new team how to teach people to to make gap selling stick. Yep. Yeah. No. No. So because my team doesn't have a, that. Okay. So that means I have to have a problem with my team teaching people how to get it to stick. And you don't have that. No. See, there, there's a good example. Like your ability, your ability to get me to see the problem. And you have to go right for the problem. So the problem you wanted to solve was to help my team, help my clients make it stick. Then you've got to start your digging there. That's where you got to go with your questions. Keenan, remember in the, in the book, process questions. Tell me right now about your process for helping it stick with clients. You never asked that question. Uh, like, How in the world are you going to convince me? Yes, like, like uh, selling's real people. This shit works. So you got to process questions. Now I start describing the process. Then you listen to that process. You're like, okay, tell me how that works. It's like, give me the process. How do people respond to this? Or how do they deal with the, the space and time? What do they do here? What do they do there? Or you're like, ooh, that's a pretty good process. I don't think I can fix that. Like they've got it nailed. You, you, like as a consultant, you have to find the problem and the process behind the problem as a consultant. Cause that's what we do. We address processes, right? Right. So you've got to dig into the processes to get me to see that my process is jacked up and you can bring a better one to the table. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I can, but I, I don't know what your process is. And I'm not going to have time to do that because no. I'm 20 minutes in here. You know, you've been awesome. You've been awesome. And, so uh, and uh, now what I'm, I'm saying, because I coach too, and I'm watching you and I'm thinking out loud when I interrupt people in coaching how am I being effective there? How am I? You do it in a way that's not, doesn't make me defensive. Um, but, it, well, and the last thing that I'm going to say to you, if you ever want to have another conversation that I think that there is, it, no, no, I don't think. Uh, the specialization piece it's interesting because I decided 25 years ago to get into this business and uh, the greatest piece of advice somebody told me was to specialize. And then so where do you specialize? Where do you specialize? I specialize in financial services and I specifically specialize in people who sell B2B, people who make a lot of money, all those guys that think they're yep. like really yep. hot yep. shit. Yep. And I thought I was scared. Right. When I started, because I said that market is way too small, that market is way too small. I will never make a living at it. Well, I'm still alive at 25 years later. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, you know, and so I did that. I'm not suggesting that's right for you. Let me ask you a question. I, I have a question for you. The, the, yeah. Do you sell this training to what it is a business to consumer? Like you find the the financial planner guy or girl and they come to you and you train them? Or do you sell it to the companies and they bring you into I sell to the people that sell to them. So if you got a financial advisor, somebody sells to them. They sell mutual funds. All right. So, so does a company buy your services or does an individual buy your services? Company buys my services. Okay. Company buys your services. Everybody watch this. We've never seen this before. It's going to be a first time. 
I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to flip the script. Um, We're out of time. Is this going to be hard? No, I'm going to flip it for you, right? So tell me, a little, tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about your business and how you bring these folks in and and where you're trying to take it over the next few years. Okay, my business is uh, as I say, I've specialized. I'm happy with that. Uh, I have learned a couple of things over the last few years that have changed my thinking about selling and training and making things stick. And so where I have focused most of my time were these high-end companies. So I work with the Fidelities, the Vanguards, those, those guys, not to give you credibility or anything like that. But uh, I focused on making sure that the coaches within the organization can actually demonstrate the skills that they are trying to get their people to do, because I think that's where the leverage is over time. And most of the time they get lip service and they're never asked for any accountability, they're never measured. Do you train? Do you train a methodology, or are you methodology agnostic? I train a methodology. Is it yours? You created? It's mine. It's a little bit of everything. Probably got a little of yours in there. It's got spin in there. It's got. Okay. I pulled it together, but my what makes I believe why process different are uh, are two things. One is I blend in how people hear words. If you're familiar with neurolinguistics, mm-hmm. there's a whole deal about I could be giving you a message and you hear things one way based yep. on your preference, yep. somebody else hears things the other way. But I don't do a whole diagnosis. I do how to make it really easy to get the larger majority of people to hear. Okay. okay. So, and there's some magic around that, and that pulls the conversation together. But the other piece is short attention spans. That's what's out there right now. And uh, it's very difficult to, so for the people they're talking to, how do you connect instantly at the psychological level and keep that conversation flowing? Okay. So so I'm worried you. about with you. Yeah, I keep, I'm sorry. I worry about it. Like, okay. no, okay. I worry about with you, Tina. So if, what, if I hear you correctly, what you're saying is your training is focused or is more heavily tilted towards um, helping people understand how they're communicating, the words yep. they're using. Yeah. Um, the how they're framing their conversations and that type of stuff, right? The the that's I think it's called interactive communication. Wait, what's it? Yes, it is. Say it out loud. Interactive communications. Yeah. Interactive communications. Okay, so I like that. So, from a pure selling perspective, do you have a pure selling methodology that you train? Yes. Okay, and, and, and what, tell me a little bit about that. It's called results. Okay, because every consultant's got to have a thing, right? Yep. Yep. Just tell something, and that's where they make their money. And uh, it is stepwise process that everybody has, but really it's around. The primary focus of it is the beginning of the of the call. I don't spend okay. a lot of time on closing. I yep. don't spend a lot of time on presenting. Yes, a lot of time first on how you make connection to help people to get people to want to talk to you. Yep. Second piece is to be able to ask questions that get to what the issue is and to dig deeper. And so that's why I love your your dig. Keep asking, asking, asking. And my problem- Why am I asking all these questions? Who, who has been paying attention? Why am I asking Marianne all these questions? I'd have a whole bunch more, but in the interest of time, because I don't wanna make these to be too long. Um, anybody tell me, why am I asking you all these questions, Marianne? I know. I know, it's funny, I knew you didn't know, because I could tell by your answer. I know. 
Oh, why? Tell me why am I asking all these questions? Well, you need my credibility. You know what? You want to know what's different about what no. I do? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with your credibility at all. At Ooh. all. All right. Anybody knows? Come on. That was a whiff. That had- I, oh, you swung with big time. I got blown over by the breeze. I want someone here. I'm going to give a free T-shirt for the person that can tell me why I flipped the script and I'm asking Marianne these questions about does she have her own um, selling methodology? Is she, um, uh, does she focus on the communication piece, the psychological piece, et cetera? Who knows why I'm asking all these questions? Come on, come on, somebody. They're a little delayed, so I'm gonna give them one more second. I'll give you a, okay, Courtney, be more specific, buddy. Be more specific. Nope, not Michael Sweeney, nope. Nope, uh, Tony D. Almeida, nope. Yes. Polly Lomero, you're getting close, sister. Absolutely. What do you think the answer is to that, Polly? See what she says. So I'll tell everybody. Listen, I. Yes, Arvind. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Shrihari. Arvind Shrihari. I shared with you um, that we are building a train the trainer and a coach the coach. And we're going to be bringing on new independent coaches. So what I was doing there was flipping the script to see if you had either uh, an issue or problem around delivering your own set of things, or if it was if it was um, your offering was narrow, and that I could enhance your offering and bring in more value in a brand that could help you sell more business. But you told me you have your own. That's results. You told me you have this one space. I didn't ask the question, but I would have had more time um, if results is well known in that space and it's a sought after brand of training. Then I can't. Then you have a problem. I can help. And so the answer is no. So I step away. But that's what I was doing. It had nothing at all to do with your um, um, credentials. And everything to do was I was actually flipping the sale. You're trying to sell to me? Yeah. Trying to flip the sale. You didn't even see it coming. That's the beauty of gap selling. You didn't even see it coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you don't know enough about me to really. That's why I, that's why I said I stopped. Notice I never sold you. I was only asking questions. to deter- yeah. See, there is the lesson I want you to take away. And you just said, I don't know enough about you, but did you ever hear me once say gap selling could do this? We could do that. You could have this. No, you heard me ask questions to understand where you are, what you're doing, what you have for an offering. And I'm looking to see now I stopped. I could have kept going, but I was like, I'm not going to put everybody through this because it's already been a half hour, but I could have dug and dug and dug. Yeah. And I was starting to see, okay, you know what? I don't think there's a fit here. There's no problem. She's doing well. She has an existing training. This would get in the way with it, be confusing. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing here. Then I'm done. And I never have to say a word about gap selling. I have to say a word about us. Yeah. That's where I want you to go next time. Yeah, so good. I want you to think about what you train people. And then I want you to go back and watch this video. And I, and, and, ah, fuck it. And I want you to notice that I, it appears based on what you told me about what you teach, based on what you did, I think you yourself could go back in and work on some of your own training in your own training, which I find myself doing all the time as well. I break my own, damn, yeah. I got to go back and do it. Yeah, because, yeah. because you spent a lot of time telling. And even when you ask questions, they were is basically a statement then with a question. And there was not nearly as much diagnosis as I think you're capable of. Okay, I got it. Do you see the difference between your questions and diagnosis? I do, I do. And, the, and, 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 and my objection that you don't need to manage, I'll just put it out there for your selling. I'm just curious about this. 
that there are a lot of questions. And I would think to be a gap seller, you want to shorten those number of questions and make them better questions. You don't want to short. Well, you, you want to shorten you the question fewer. itself. No, not fewer. You want it more. But you want them to be targeted. So an example of what most people do is sort of what you were doing earlier. It's like, imagine I'm a doctor. And I'm like, look, I understand that there's a lot of cholesterol in food. And I understand there's a lot of high salt in food. And, yeah. and so do you think you have high salt and high cholesterol? The fuck kind of question is like, that's literally kind of what you did, right? Yeah. And what most people do, as opposed to, could you take a second and walk me through your diet? Yeah. You see the difference? And when you're talking to somebody really busy, that can't be your first question. Yeah. Oh, the first question for me is always, because you got on the phone and they agreed to me, right? So the first question is, tell me a little bit about, you fill in the blank, I don't know. Tell me a little bit about your process for helping people um, uh, 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 maintain, what was the word you used earlier? Um, uh, implement. Tell me, a bit about your, tell me a little bit of how you help people maintain the training. Or tell me a little bit about how you deliver the training. The, it's wide open to send me in a direction and then have your, your listening eyes on. See what I did right there? Have your listening eyes on, right? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. watch closely to what I say. Watch close and pay attention to where I take it and then ask the next question on where I took it and the next question on where I took it because it's going to be different for every single buyer. Okay. Okay. And get out of your head of what you think. Only use your assumptions to steer the conversation. So I assume you're eating a high salt diet. So, so I always say is tell me a little bit about your diet. You start talking, well, I, I eat three meals a day and it's decent portions. And so they're not going where I want them to go. So I say, okay, do you make these yourself or do you buy um, prepackaged meals? Well, mostly prepackaged meals. Okay, do you get those at Costco's or they tell me a little bit those prepackaged meals? Right, well, it's like Marie calendars and it's just so... If you have, now I know it's high salt. Like, look what I've done. I went from here all the way down to exactly what you're eating. It's high salt, etc. How many portions do you have? How often do you buy fresh fruit? Where do you get your fresh fruit? Do you buy the organic or the regular? Do you buy the canned fruit? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting into the detail. Yep. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, I know what the fucking problem is. You're taking 2,000 milligrams of salt a day, and then you're never walking around. You just told me you only walk up in here. You work from the house. You don't even get walk to your car. You don't even walk around the hallway. You don't even walk to lunch. I got it. I got it. I got the whole thing. I know where we're at. Then, then I start talking to you. Got it. What's your, <laughs> I know we're off the air. What's your. Oh, no, we're not. We're still what, here. What's your process now for, um, for coaching or uh, doing train the trainer or coaching? How are you thinking about that? We're building the train the trainer right now. So yeah. It's done. So what's um, your process though? We're in the process of building that. Uh-huh. But we'll probably launch the first one in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So let's well, make it a month with the holidays and everything coming up. What's the train the trainer process? Well, we're still building it. We're still building it. So you don't it's know. Going, it's, it's going to look something like sitting in through so many certain um, uh, trainings and then having to do a joint one or something like that. Then it's going to be a lot of coaching with me on the back end to make sure that you understand the concepts and recognize the, the things that people do. That's the biggest piece is helping people, coaches recognize the mistakes salespeople are going to do. Right. So it's not as much about delivering the training, but being yeah. able to see when someone's self-diagnosed, be able to see when they're asking the right questions, be able to see they don't know the difference between a process and a problem question, et cetera. Okay. And to scale to the, the extent that you're going to have, and how, are, what's the process for training other people to do what you do? 
that that's going to be the train the trainer the coach the coach that's that's going to be it they're going to do what i'm doing i'm out but on your staff no 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 they, we're going to have either independence that'll license it or franchise it probably license i think we're going to do but have it yeah. yeah and or and i'm not going to hire anybody internally for a while Okay. But if this is something in the interest of this episode, if this is something you're interested in, I will have more questions. We can talk, we can dig deeper and see if it makes sense. And if there's a, a, a an issue or problem or an opportunity that gets something can help you solve or achieve, then we'll have that conversation. Um, yeah. But so we'll see where it goes. But if you're interested, t- text me or email me. And if it is, then we'll talk some more. Yeah, I think uh, I watch you and I like to see, I, and you've done a lot. I just think you're going to be working to that we're going to have a text about this the specialization piece i don't want you to specialize i want you to just narrow down a bit all right we'll see all right thanks i appreciate it it was awesome i really appreciate it you were great thank you thank you sister okay you take care yeah bye bye all right everybody that was an interesting one i really enjoyed marianne she had some guts to get on here and try to talk to a sales trainer, sales consultant, how she can add sales training and sales consulting. That was good for us. Proud of her. All right, listen up, folks. I think we only have, um, we have one more coming up next week. So if you want to get, sell me, if you have a product or service that you want me to buy, that you think we need here at a sales guy, right here, text, right here, text me, we'll get you on the show. All right, we'll get you on and we'll give you a chance. And if you can find a problem, I'll buy. Like I will buy. We've already bought one thing so far. Okay, we've already bought one thing. So somebody, it was worth their time. They came on, they found a problem and we bought. So can you? All right, folks, you know what I'm gonna say? Thank you very much. I enjoyed this. You got it, um, Tony, you got it, Arvind. Uh, Arvind, send me a text, please, and I'll get you that T-shirt. Um, everybody else, thank you very much. You guys are the dopest. And until next time, peace. I'm out. All I hear, go get the money, so I go get it.